Hi guys. Um, so before we start, usually the intro would be playing right now. Um, yeah, I wanted to hop on and give condolences to a young man from Airdrie who battled really hard, but unfortunately last night uh, lost his battle with cancer. I think given that it's Hockey Fights Cancer, it's the least we could do. He was a, a young man by the name of Ryan Cooling. He was uh, well-loved by everybody in the community, and just seeing his battle online, um, his mother, Lisa, would would post updates, and, um, uh, you know, I, I didn't know the young man myself. Uh, I knew a lot of people who did know him, and just glowing reviews, just a, just a bright young man with a, with a promising future, and um, all that was taken too soon from him. So uh, I wanted to dedicate this episode to Ryan and his family, uh, Lisa, his mother, his brother, um, his partner, Kendall, um, everybody that is part of that family and everybody who was friends with Ryan and, and, and knew Ryan, all of his hockey family. I know he had a big hockey family, um, got lots of support online. I saw a lot of, a lot of really good things um, coming his way in, in his last, in his final weeks with us. So um, before we go any further. I just wanted to dedicate this episode to Ryan Cooling and, uh, and his family. May he rest in peace and may his family, uh, find some comfort during all of this. I know it's a tough time, so rest in peace, Ryan. And we're thinking of your family. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. I'm forever thankful tonight for many things. I'm thankful that the Flames ended up getting a point out of tonight's game. I'm thankful also that I'm not covering Game Over Toronto because I know damn well how crazy that game was. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I'm on this side of it, even though it's a Flames loss. It's another Flames loss that I'm covering here on Game Over Calgary. I'm just thankful that I don't have the Brat Pack in my... Uh, in my comment section tonight. I know they were great in the Flames game. They are something else this evening, and, and it's, been, it's been a crazy last 14 games for them. So for it to come to an end like this, I, I know it's not game over Toronto or game over uh, New Jersey, but what a friggin' crazy game, man. Uh, you think you know what you think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's World Cup, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of, our, one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn19 plus. Please play responsibly. And if you or anybody you know struggles with any kind of gambling problems, um, please just uh, make sure you check the show notes and there's resources for people to get help there. I know it's easy to get stuck uh, in that stuff there. So just make sure if you do need help or you know anybody who does need help with that, um, please be sure to reach out. And and if you did bet tonight, I hope you bet the under because we got a three-goal hockey game. I'm pretty sure the over was set. Or the over-under was probably six, five and a half, six. I, I can't exactly remember. Uh, love to see everybody here in the chat. Lots of people, uh, <laughs> lots of people showing uh, support for Ryan, as rightfully so. But a lot of people, a lot of Penguins fans in here as well. And there's one thing, first and foremost, since I'm doing this show solo tonight, uh, Peter Klein 
was supposed to do it, but he's feeling under the weather. Please feel better, Pete. We miss you and we love you. Um, one thing I want to clear the air about, about myself, because I know that this has been something that people have been calling me out for and something that I have actually not addressed on this platform. I've addressed it on my YouTube channel. I've addressed it on other podcasts and stuff like that. But the one thing that I haven't addressed with y'all is that my first love was the Pitts was and is the Pittsburgh Penguins. I know, I know, I know. How am I supposed to come on Game Over Calgary on a night where they just lost to the Pittsburgh Penguins and say, my first love was the Pittsburgh Penguins? Let me explain. Uh, I grew up in Ontario, just outside of Toronto, Leafs land. It drove me crazy because everybody's Leaf fans. Now I work for a Leafs fan. Um, and I grew up a Pittsburgh Penguins fan back to the days when Mario Lemieux, Yarmir Yager, Ron Francis, all those beauties were uh, were part of the Pittsburgh Penguins. And it actually dates back to playing NHL 99 on my computer that I had in my room. It was a bubble computer. It was old as hell. Um, but that game was elite, and the Pittsburgh Penguins were a lot of fun to play as. So, uh, and I, I and I love RoboPen. I love RoboPen. I'll be honest. That's kind of what sold me on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Fast forward down the line a little bit. I fall in love with this guy named Jerome McGinley. A lot of this dates back to playing NHL video games. Like NHL 06, probably the most elite NHL video game out there. Um, Jerome McGinley, Vincent LeCavalier, and Martin Saint-Louis were beasts, but I always defaulted to playing as uh, Jerome McGinley, especially in that big heads mode. He was so good. And that's when I fell in love with the Calgary Flames. Then I find out that my family's uprooting and moving to Calgary. And I was like, this is awesome. Um... I, I can't wait to see like my favorite Canadian team, another team that I've followed near and dear to my heart. And that's kind of how the whole Flames coverage came to be and 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 lo- my love for the Calgary Flames. But I feel like I owed that to everybody here to talk about um, just kind of how that came to be. And Justin, I see uh, Justin Miner in, uh, in the comments. He knows this story very well. That's one of my good uh, Pittsburgh Penguins friends online. So guys, welcome again to Game Over Calgary. My name is Audie James. It is a Calgary Flames loss, a two to one loss at the hands of the Pittsburgh Penguins, the aforementioned Pittsburgh Penguins, on an evening where they celebrated Evgeny Malkin's 1000th career NHL game. Now, this was not his 1000th game. It was actually back when they played the Chicago Blackhawks, but that was on the road. So their celebration was tonight. And it was a great celebration. I will give them full credit for everything they did. Um, Nikita Malkin might be the cutest kid out there, like just adorable. He was dressed up to the nines. Uh, his wife was there, Sid and, and Latang presented him with his stick, yada, yada, yada. Um, but yeah, just a great ceremony for, uh, for Gino and the puck drops and we're underway. Um, so before coming into this game, actually, before we get too far into it, uh, the Flames were 9-7-2 coming into this contest, fourth in the Pacific Division. Uh, the Pens were 9-7-3 and, and fifth in the Metro. So both teams were looking for their 10th win of the season. It was a big one because both teams kind of had decent starts and then it kind of fizzled off and now they're kind of getting better. The Penguins are on a three-game winning streak coming into it. The Flames are on a two-game. Obviously, the Flames had that snapped. Uh, and the Penguins now go on a four-game win streak and they've been playing some pretty good hockey as of late. Uh, the Pens were 5-3-2 and two in their last 10. The Flames 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10. But another stat that was uh, impressive is the Flames are... F- 
coming into this game, were 4-0-2 in their last six games in Pittsburgh. So now they'll move to 4-0-3, which means in their last seven contests against the Pittsburgh Penguins, they haven't lost in regulation. They've at least got a point uh, out of their last seven contests uh, when playing in Pittsburgh. So it's uh, from a Flames perspective, a lot of really good things coming into this. We're seeing Jonathan Huberto hitting his stride a little bit. Uh, Mangiapane still snake bitten. Dylan Dubé scored the other night, and a lot of people are thinking, okay, maybe this is the this is going to be the uh, the the coming out breakout party for uh, uh, for for Dylan Dubé because you know he had been scoreless since uh, opening night, which was 16 games prior. Uh, not a great statistic if you're Dylan Dubé, but um, I don't think he looked terrible tonight. Not wasn't like super noticeable I think late in the game but maybe I missed he got benched or something um but let's fast forward to the first period before we do that I want to read some of the comments to make sure that you guys in here are feeling welcome uh call to action first and foremost if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far I know it's just me flying solo and it's not easy talking to a computer screen but if you like what you hear give it a thumbs up make sure YouTube uh, knows that you appreciate what you're watching and if you really, really feel nice, it would be great if you shared the stream as well, because that's how we get more lovely people like you into the stream. And the more comments we get, the better, because I rely on you guys for a lot of the content. I know it sounds lazy, but I like to have some good comments in the chat to refer to. I like it when it's interactive. So uh, please make sure we do that. Like the stream, share the stream, all that fun stuff. Okay. Um yeah, obviously, uh, some love for, for Ryan Cooling. I, I hope he rests in peace. That was uh, some pretty sad news to hear. Dan Vladar was a wall tonight. Just glad my pens got the W. That says Justin. Um, Justin Minor, because we have two Justins in the chat. I would 100% agree with you because I, um, I think a lot of people on Flames Twitter and a lot of people in Flamesland tonight are going to credit this point to the way Dan Vladar played. Dan Vladar was exceptional tonight. This was a runaway game for Pittsburgh had he not been as good as he was. And this shouldn't come as a shock if you're a Calgary Flames fan. Everybody knows how good Dan Vladar is and how good he can be. Um, This shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody. And and I think this might make a case even further for Daryl to maybe rely on him a little more and lean on him a little bit more, give him a little bit more, uh, give him a few more starts um, he deserves it. He's playing great hockey. He has kept you in hockey games. He kept them in the entirety of this hockey game this evening. And, um, he, he was like, Justin said, an absolute brick wall. Justin Rempel. Hey bud, how's it going? Uh, beautiful Gino showed shootout goal. Can't be mad at that. That's absolutely true. We will get to that. Um, Malkin the goat. The over under was set at six and a half. Us old folks, uh, hate the robo pens. Of course, Another few comments in here. Underrated star for the Pens tonight was Josh Archibald. I would agree. If you need an echo chamber, just hit me up and I can join. I don't know if I can do that now. I should have hit you up sooner. That's that was on my bad. That was my bad. In fairness, I would have loved to have you on, Justin. But uh, I got this wasn't even supposed to be my game to do. So I I kind of just dropped the ball on getting a whole guest uh, guest. Okay, first period. There was no question the Calgary Flames struggled. It was a rough, rough first period uh, for the boys in the Flaming Sea. They did not get the start that they had hoped. Pittsburgh mostly dominated possession. They mostly dominated um, offensive zone play. They struggled. Bad turnovers, and, and, and the Penguins just dominated possession. They did not want to give the puck away. And that's the Pittsburgh Penguins that 
I think we've been used to seeing from the start of the year. The the Flames played them earlier this season, and it was uh, it was not in their favor whatsoever. The Penguins, uh, or sorry, it was not in the Penguins' favor whatsoever. The Flames walked all over them, and I didn't expect that tonight. And we didn't see that tonight. The Penguins are playing good hockey, and um, and they carried that into this game as well. Uh, so the the Jan Ruta goal, which is early, was a bad neutral zone turnover slash line change at the Flames bench where Mangiapane had it. There was a cluster of other Flames in front of him and beside him. He kind of just lobs the puck, and it gets onto the stick of, I can't remember who, who makes a nice pass to Jan Ruta, who, uh, excuse me, as I... I'm fumbling over whatever's happening in my body. Um, turns the puck over to Ruta, and he has a nice shot that Vladar probably wants back. And at that point, I was like, oh boy, it's going to be one of those games, isn't it? And I'm glad that he proved me wrong uh, later on down the road. But that first goal that the Penguins scored, just a bad... And, and how many times have I come on Game Over Calgary and talked about how Bad neutral zone turnovers, bad offensive zone turnovers, bad turnovers in general have led to the Calgary Flames uh, being have have having chances going the other way, odd man rushes the other way, and inevitably goals uh, being scored against them. So uh, it's good to see that some of these things are starting to they're making fewer and fewer of these happen, and um, it's just a, a shame that the ones that do take place are the ones that lead to the goals and and all that other bad stuff. So Vladar should have had that. It's a one nothing game for the Penguins. Um, another note I took, because you guys know me when I run these shows on my own. It's, it's a note-taking game, baby. Look at these notes. I take some... Like, my teachers in high school would be so impressed with me um, from the notes I'm taking for, for hockey games. If only school was like hockey games. If, if that was the case, I would be a straight-A I would have been a straight-A student. Um, I would have probably been doing, I don't know, maybe doing something else. Probably not because I love what I do. But um, yeah, if only I could take notes the way I take notes for hockey games, I would have been a much better student, I think. Much better student. I digress. Uh, this other note I had, Flames were turning the puck over like crazy and were having a hard time transitioning and breaking out of their own zone. They had a real hard time. And the Penguins, uh, they did a good job pressuring and, and making the Flames kind of make errant passes and make them flip the puck to neutralize and not get those crisp breakout passes. So a lot of that can go uh, to credit towards the Penguins. But a lot of it also, I think, can go against the Flames in the sense that they just didn't know what to do when they had the puck. And I think Kelly Rudy said that on the broadcast, in early in the first period, they looked scared. And I think scared was a good word to use because they just seemed to panic. They didn't know what to do. The Penguins would put on a bit of pressure. And the Flames had no idea what to do. So it was um, it was tough to watch from a Flames perspective. Okay, another horrid turnover in the first period leads to... Um, well, it was from Trevor Lewis, by the way. Just a absolute pizza up the middle. Leads to an odd man rush. Can't remember who the two uh, original people on the odd man rush were. They miss, but one of them, the puck carrier ends up behind the net... Streaking up the wing comes Brian Rust, puck on his stick, he wastes no time and scores. But, psych, the Flames get away with one as Lewis was actually in the right when he cleared the puck out and it made it past the blue line and the Penguins brought it in offside. So, they get away with it. It was not ideal. The Penguins, or the, the Flames, uh, 
almost had a second goal in the same period from another really bad offensive zone turnover. Um, I put a note in this stupid penalty on Uyghur for cross-checking Archibald. Like, why? Why did he do that? And then I, I wrapped that one up, excuse me, with a uh, just not a great period for the Calgary Flames because it wasn't. It wasn't fantastic whatsoever. Um, love Gino trying to throw his stick over the glass and missing what he did. I, I want someone to clip that for me. Someone go back and um, and see if you can find that. Sorry, I've got like allergies or something, you guys. I'm doing my best, but my eyes are all puffy and I'm trying to uh, hold back sneezes and all that stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm dying, but only a little bit. <laughs> I can make it through this show, I promise you. Um, you can see how the structure has changed for the Penguins uh, compared to a few weeks ago. And I think Justin Miner, especially when comparing um, how they played against the Flames the first time around and how they played against them this time around, pretty similar Flames team. Well, damn similar. Pretty much the exact same Flames team, um, but a much more structured game from the Pittsburgh Penguins. That game against Calgary the first time they played Calgary in Calgary, I was at that game. And the amount of times I saw Sidney Crosby skating off the ice and shaking his head because they had a, a breakdown in the neutral zone led to a turnover, a breakdown in their own end and it led to a turnover. Uh, Jeff Petrie did something stupid and, and turns the puck over like he seems to always do, which is hilarious. Um, it was one of the things that uh, that that definitely changed. Um, Flames got to address their offense, says Tony. Um yeah, they definitely need some scoring help. I don't disagree with you there. I also think that things can kind of work themselves out. Um, I know everybody's kind of waiting in in waiting to see what Huberto is going to do, how he's going to kind of transition and find his uh, his game. Kadri's fit in, but he fit in early, and now it's kind of been uh, a little bit on the back burner for for his game. But I trust that these things will work themselves out, um, which kind of leads me to what I want to talk about next. I know that we're going to do a breakdown. Well, we'll quickly just break down the rest of this game. Uh, it won't take too much longer. And then I want to transition into a topic that I want some feedback from you guys for uh, in, in making that. Second period rolls along. The, the Calgary Flames look like a completely different team at about the midway point of the second period. All sorts of pressure, all sorts of shots on goal. The ozone shift that led to the Dylan Dubé goal was just relentless. You knew damn well the Calgary Flames were going to score. It was not a secret. No surprise whatsoever. They were going to score. They had the puck so much in the offensive zone the way they were working it around and, and cycling the puck and making sure that uh, there was always somebody open for a shot and uh, Dylan Dubé ends up tying the hockey game. Um, and then that's... Where pretty much I was like, okay, this is great. The, the Flames are going to lead into the third period, carry that momentum in. Vladar looks incredible. He's made some 10-bell saves, especially there was a one early on. I don't exactly remember who it was on, but uh, a 10-beller early in the th in the second period. Um, then in the third period, he gets two huge saves on that Jeff Carter breakaway, which he, you know, Carter got the first shot off. He made the save, and then he got his own rebound and just quickly kind of backhanded it, got a second save there. Um the Flames kind of went back to their old first period selves there with a couple of D-zone collapses that led to some odd man rushes. And then Vladar made another highlight reel save. I said he's been lights out since the first goal. And the thing that I loved the most about this game was after that late third period penalty called against, was it Sid? 
I can't remember if it was Sid. Somebody got a late third period penalty. And then every single time from there on out for the rest of the hockey game, the faithful at the PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh would boo any Calgary Flame when they had the puck. And I thought that was absolutely hilarious. Talk about uh, passion. That was that was passion in its purest form. The fact that they were booing them every single time they touched the puck. And then when the Penguins had the puck, it was just a burst of, of, of cheering and, and lots of loud noise and, and showing their support for the boys in black and gold. And that's something I wish that the, the Calgary Flames had. The saddle dome can sometimes be the silent dome. But it was uh, it was really cool. It was actually a lot of fun to watch that, even on the on the flame side of things. Um, and then we go to overtime. Vladar earned them that overtime point. A lot of people will agree with me in saying that the reasons the Calgary Flames come out with an over or excuse me, I guess a shootout loss and one point on the night is because Dan Vladar kept this a one-one hockey game through sixty minutes. It could have easily been probably five or six-one in favor of the Pittsburgh Penguins had he not stood on his head. And that's not to say Jari didn't get tested. He did. But Vladar was faced with a lot of high danger chances, um, and he had to stand on his head a lot in this hockey game. Uh, and then we go to the shootout. Uh, Kadri loses the puck and misses. Raquel scores. Huberto scores. Crosby scores. Anderson scores. Gensel misses. Backlund misses. And who else but Evgeny Malkin scores an iconic game winner for the Pittsburgh Penguins to win the final from Pittsburgh uh, Robert just joining us saying, oh, flames. Yeah, it was a very flamesy, flamesy uh, loss tonight, Robert. Robert, by the way, I'm not sure if you were in or are in. I'm sure you're bouncing around everybody's streams right now. But when you come back, if you're hearing this, tell me how Game Over Toronto's going with those uh, pesky New Jersey Devils fans. I'm sure Adam Wilde is in there somewhere wearing his uh, New Jersey Devils pajamas and crying. Or, or he's laying in bed with his New Jersey pajamas, uh, you know, John Tavares style. I don't know. But he's got some really, really, really small um, New Jersey Devils uh, pajamas that you need to go check out. If you haven't followed him already, go check out his Twitter, Adam Wild. Yeah, yeah. That's a site that I have in my brain, and that's a site that I never really want to see again. But uh, I have to because it's on my timeline now. Um, okay, so the one thing I wanted to bring up, we're going to talk a little bit more about some some interesting league notes as we uh i'm gonna i'm gonna actually bring up the standings as i kind of explain what we're talking about by the way um if you haven't done so already i'm gonna as i pull this up i'm gonna do another call to action please be sure to like the stream if you're enjoying what you're listening to and uh, be sure to hit retweet on my tweet uh, send it out we've got a little bit of time left here on the stream this evening before we are going to put a bow on today's show but uh, the more people, the merrier. I want to see uh, some more lovely comments, some more lovely uh, faces and lovely people in the chat as well. There's so many good people in here already, but it could use even more. Be sure to retweet. Send the link out right now. Hit share. It'll post it on your Twitter feed. More people will come in and more people will chat. I want to see more Penguins fans in here. Justin Miner is the only Penguins fan in here, and he's talking uh, the most talk, outdoing all the Flames fans in here. So let's have a little bit of a battle, see how many Flames fans and how many uh, Penguins fans we can get in here, and uh, and we can have some good conversation. So usually um, by the time it's kind of the general mark for the hockey season is American Thanksgiving, which is tomorrow, I'm pretty sure. It's all. It's a Thursday, right? It's just a weird day of the week. So I'm pretty sure it's tomorrow. It's American Thanksgiving. And that's usually the barometer that most 
hockey people will use to say, okay, if you're not in the playoffs by this time, there's a good chance you're probably not going to make the playoffs. I think it was something like 87 or 89% of the teams that were in playoff spots by American Thanksgiving last season ended up making the playoffs uh, by the time the season ended. So if that were to happen today, oh, it hasn't even updated. Jeez, okay, I got to find uh, some new standings here. Um, bah, 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 bah. Let's see. Let's see. NHL standings. Let's see if the old Google machine can help me out. Um Somebody tell a funny joke while I stall here and look for the most recent NHL standings. There we go. NHL.com. That seems like a pretty reliable source. Um, let's go to the wild card where it's... Okay, okay, okay. Here it is. So as of right now, the top three in the Metro are the Devils, the Islanders, and the Rangers. Who would have seen that coming? First and foremost, the Islanders. Uh, second in the division, the Devils first in the division. Um, the Bruins, the Leafs, and the Red Wings, top three in the Atlantic. The Red Wings, like, hello? Detroit? Go off, Kings. Uh, and in the wild card, we've got the top two spots taken up by the Carolina Hurricanes and the Pittsburgh Penguins, although the Pittsburgh Penguins are tied for points with the Lightning. Um, so I, I think there could be some bouncing around there. So, Give or take, the Penguins are kind of on the precipice as well. That's a playoff team. They've, they're going to make the playoffs. 16 years in a row, they, they, they know what they're doing. So the two teams that played tonight for the sake of talking about that. In the Western Conference, Dallas, Colorado, Winnipeg take the first three central spots. Vegas, LA, and Seattle. Like, if I did preseason predictions, which I don't remember if I did or not, no chance I'd have those three. And then in the wild card, the Calgary Flames with a uh, overtime uh, lost, they get one point. They are the first wild card seed, and the second one being the St. Louis Blues, who are ten and nine with twenty points. So, this is a pretty clear um, picture as to what we could see. There's lots of parity, though. Lots of teams in the West, at least Minnesota, Edmonton, Nashville, all below, or uh, and St. Louis, all have twenty points. And there's you know two wild card spots to be had. The first wild card spot held by the Flames who hold 21. So what I'm trying to get at in saying all of this is it's going to be, especially given how close things are in the West, a lot of people like to say that, like I said, American Thanksgiving is kind of that marker where you say, all right, if you're not in by now, this, you're going to have some tough sledding ahead. I don't think that's going to be the case for this season unless you're the Vegas Golden Knights and the Boston Bruins who inevitably are never going to lose again. I know the Bruins lost tonight, but just teams that are on absolute tears. Like the Vegas Golden Knights are seven points ahead of the, the next best team in the Atlantic division. So what I'm trying to say is I think that's going to be different. That case is going to be different this year. There's a lot of teams that are close. The parity is real in uh, in this year's NHL. And it's going to be exciting to see um, uh, what, what kind of transpires from there. 70% since the cap era, says Justin. Okay, so either way, that's pretty... That's pretty solid I guess I don't know either way what I'm trying to say is it's going to be interesting uh down the stretch here as we kind of move along through the rest of the season so to kind of put a bow on the episode I want to look ahead to the next Calgary Flames games because they uh they're on they're halfway through their six game road road trip which is going to be their longest road trip of the season um actually sorry they are they're over halfway. They this was their fourth game 
Uh, and on this road trip, they have lost to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they beat the Florida Panthers. They beat the Flyers. They just lost to the Penguins. However, um, they've got points in three or four of those games. So that's that's a that's a good good sign. Um, they still have yet to play the Capitals on Friday, which is a twelve o'clock noon Mountain Time start, which is wild. I I won't be able to watch the game because I have to work a day job, which sucks. It sucks, but we're gonna we're gonna get through it and we're gonna watch highlights and all that fun stuff. Uh, and then they wrap up the uh, final back to back on Saturday against the Carolina Hurricanes at two o'clock p.m. Uh, Mountain Time before they come back to Calgary for a contest on Tuesday in Matthew Kachuk's return to the Scotiabank Saddle Alone for the first time since the big trade. So looking ahead to their next um, their next opponent, the Washington Capitals. They sit 7th in the Metropolitan, but I'm pretty sure they're set to have some pretty key players coming back in TJ Oshie and um, uh, Tom Wilson. That's the that's the scumbag I was looking for. But um, they'll be a, they're always a tough customer. The Penguins or the Capitals always uh, play the play the Flames hard. But uh, now would be the chance for the Flames, who kind of are tra- uh, trending in an upward direction, to capitalize on a team like Washington, who's seventh in the Metropolitan Division right now and seem to be struggling a little bit. So now's the chance to jump on them. It's a twelve o'clock start. It's a weird start. Uh, take advantage, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to that game, even though I won't be able to watch it. Andrew Berkshire will be your host for game over Calgary in mine and Peter's absences because we both work day jobs for that hockey game. So it's uh, it's going to be interesting here. Um, as we put a bow on today's episode, I'm going to put out a final call right now for any questions or comments in the chat. There's 21 of you in here. Thank you so much for stopping by. That's awesome. Uh, hit the thumbs up if you haven't already. Share the stream if you want to. There's only going to be a little bit of time left here. And if you're listening on playback, thank you so much as well. It's uh, It's been great to have you along. So as we put a boat, like I said, we're going to we're gonna take a last call for any any comments, any of that uh, fun stuff there. And um, yeah, I mean, all in all, to put a bow on how I feel about tonight's hockey game, I don't think the Flames played awful, but they definitely got outchanced. And I think they were lucky to come out with one point. Um, Vladar stood on his head. They didn't have too many crazy chances the other way, other end. They didn't test Tristan Jari as much as I think they should have. Um, and I don't know. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun ride from here on out. And I, I'm looking forward to the end of this road trip. And I'm especially looking forward to them coming back home because I'm going to a couple games next week. I'm going to Monahan's return, which is gonna be like a tearjerker. So uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to that. Do we see a big trade with the Flames? Says Tony. I don't think we see a big trade. Um, the problem with a big trade, a lot of names that people are linking to Calgary, like not linking, but wanting to come to Calgary are like the Tarasenko's and and those bigger names. The Flames will have to ship out substantial money to make that work. Like you're probably honestly looking at moving a Tyler Toffoli to make the deal work. And uh, Pat talked about it today on Flames Talk. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't know what they're going to do. It's going to be interesting. One of these days, I want to sit down. I want to look and see what makes sense for the Flames. And, and I'll either write a piece on flamesnation.ca or I'll put out a video on Flames Nation, something like that, um, talking about that. And maybe we can revisit it on an episode of Game Over. But I want to do a little bit of digging before we get into that stuff. So um, 
again, I, I'm going to wrap this up because there's not a whole lot of uh, comments happening right now. So we will just put a bow on today's episode of Game Over Calgary. So I want to thank you guys for stopping by and watching and hitting that thumbs up. Uh, thank you to everybody listening back on playback on whatever podcatcher you're catching this show from. Whatever that is, please be sure to give us a review. Give us a thumbs up, whatever however the case, whatever the case may be on a podcast app, five stars, all that fun stuff. Um, make sure you show us the love is what I'm trying to say if you're enjoying the content that you're getting from us here on Game Over Calgary and STPN Sports Game Over NHL. So thanks again for stopping by. The Flames losing this one by a score of 2-1 to one in a shootout to the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The Flames will be back in action on Friday afternoon at 12 o'clock p.m. Mountain Time to take on the Washington Capitals. Andrew Berkshire will, Berkshire will have your call for Game Over Calgary guest hosting that one. Uh, thank you guys stop for stopping by. Um, I want to say once again, uh, rest in peace to our, our good buddy Ryan Cooling. Um, yeah, just, just devastating stuff. The whole community, the whole hockey community is behind you and their family um, and your family and and just just devastating stuff but um rest in peace to ryan um trans lives matters and i will talk to you guys later